Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call with Simon Lim. Tonight on my show, my special phone in guest is Stephen Yeo, a counselor and trainer with in contact counseling and training. Now, Stephen is a devoted husband, father, and grandfather. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to my show. Hi, Simon. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Stephen, let's begin by having you share more about helping your clients to have better clarity so as to be able, you know, to make better decisions as a mature couple. Since many of my listeners fall within the age bracket of 40 to 60. Stephen, what are some considerations in couple therapy? You know, when couples come for therapy, I usually like to begin by asking them two questions. And the first is about the goals and objectives of counselling. And secondly, I want to find out how motivated and committed they are to make the necessary changes. Mm -hmm. So in other words, right, how would you envision your relationship to be if the therapy is successful? And this is the line of thinking that usually encourage the couples to adopt. You see, without clear goals and motivation, sessions with just aimless conversations and arguments, especially for older couples, sometimes, you know, getting alignment on these objectives is itself a difficult task. They may be more fixated in the way they are thinking. They may find, uh, you know, a lot of challenge to consider different perspectives of an issue. So that is why getting this alignment is really very important. And what are some of the common issues that mature and older couples face today? I mean, why is it that some couples eventually learn to tolerate their partner's idiosyncrasies while other couples can't? You know, this is a good question, right? So the common issues facing mature or older couples are poor communication, um, you know, maybe lack of intimacy, growing apart. And for many, it could also be financial issues. And that comes from changes in values and individual growth and developments over the years. So the reasons why older couples continue to tolerate or at least keep up the commitment is actually very diverse and complex and unique. Marital and family experiences would also have an impact and have also impacted their views and expectations of each other. Some of them may also have unresolved childhood traumas or wounds that may still haunt them. Problems that older couples face are not necessarily unique to their stage of life, perhaps heightened health issues and often a neglected or forgotten area called sexual intimacy. And how can the couple build trust again if the trust has been broken? In other words, one party has hurt the other due to infidelity. Infidelity, or what we call indiscretion, is one of the major reasons couples come for counselling. It is very traumatic, you know, when this happens, not only to the hurt party, but also to the family. Maybe to understand trust, let's start with the definition. Mm -hmm. The question that I like best that describes trust is this. Are you there for me? And therefore, trust is built by being there for one another, doing things that will benefit each other and have each other's interests at heart. You know, there's a psychologist called John Gottman, and he has developed this wonderful three-phase approach to rebuilding trust. It starts with atonement phase, where the betrayer is given an opportunity to show remorse, followed by the attunement phase, reconnecting the incidents that may have led to the infidelity. And finally, the attachment phase, how to rebuild what we call marriage number two. And most importantly, right, as part of this journey of rebuilding trust, it is also important to explore the following, the context of that infidelity, why they are where they are now, and 
each person needing to accept their part and responsibility in the relationship. Wow, thank you so much for the insight. And no it's problem. such an interesting interview with you, Stephen Yeo. Stay with me right here on the show. Tonight, my special guest is Stephen Yeo, a counsellor and trainer with in-contact counselling and training. And why did you give everybody the website address of in-contact counselling and training? Incontact.com.sg And in-contact is spelled as I N. C-O-N-T-A-C-T dot com dot S-G Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3 Night Call with Simon Lim. This evening, my special phone-in guest is Stephen Yeo, a counsellor and trainer with in-contact counselling and training. Now, Stephen, earlier we were talking about couple therapy. Why do some older couples decide to separate or file for divorce only when their kids have grown into adults in their 20s? I mean, should couples reinvent themselves for their partner over time or should they still say, take me as I am? Couples stay together for different reasons. This could be personal or family-related or for practical considerations, such as we are here only for the children. And therefore, when children leave the nest, older couples can feel challenged to refocus on each other again. And this is especially true when they have not invested enough in building the relationship all through the years. Sometimes, you know, kids become the centre of the relationship, whereas it should always be the partner first, followed by the kids. You know, if you don't have a marriage, it affects not only your spouse, but also your children. The wedding vows that you know, we once professed did not specify that the loving and unconditional focus and commitment would lessen or stop when we reach mature years. So if this awareness can be reintroduced to the couple and they can continue to learn, transform and solidify their unique relationship, it's my belief that couples can still enjoy their marriage well into their twilight years. And now with the Chinese New Year drawing near, what can someone do if they have unresolved conflicts in the family, especially family politics? You know, unfortunately, Simon, this is the reality of families today, right? And hence, you know, many families take trips overseas during this festive period just to avoid having to deal with all this family politics. Why does festive period draw out so much angst within the family? Well, not everyone agrees with the appropriateness of all the practices and traditions that are in place today. Why are you not married? This is a question that will certainly irk those who are single. Conversations about financial status, jobs, relationships, children, and all these questions that you know are usually out of bounds are suddenly open in the, out in the open. Some may enjoy it, but many dislike these types of conversations. And so what can we do? keep the family interactions short and brief and skip some visits if it triggers you you will not know if anyone will miss you and finally important to know set your boundaries in all these interactions for your own mental well-being very good tips indeed Stephen thank you and let's talk also about single parents now some of my listeners are in their 40s and 50s and the kids are teenagers or young adults if a single parent finds a newfound love interest, how can she or he get their kids to trust this new addition to the family? Before you introduce your kids to your newfound interests, do make sure that they are used to you being single first. And of course, ideally, there should be some time between the end of the first relationship and the start of the next one so that the kids can process and accept all that have happened. If you try to introduce your new love too quickly 
it can be complicated and can create feelings of abandonment, confusion and stress. So when it's time to introduce, ask the children how they would feel about a new addition. Maybe listen to your children, have an open communication with them, allow them to feel heard and comfortable. And it is not always easy for your child. So do what you can within your power to help them through this difficult time. And explain to the kids about this new person in your life, right? Your newfound interest. Who is he? Who is she? How will he or she come into the family? What is his or her role? And so on. And tonight, my special guest is Stephen Yeo, a counsellor and trainer with In Contact Counselling and Training. Stay with us right here on the show. It's a very interesting interview. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call. With Simon Lim. On the line with me is my special phone in guest, Stephen Yeo, a counselor and trainer with in contact counseling and training. And Stephen is a devoted husband, father, and grandfather. Stephen, when it comes to mature parents in their 40s and 50s, how can they persuade their teenage child to attend counseling sessions? I mean, especially if the child's peer influence is strong. In other words, the child tends to listen to their friends' advice rather than their parents. Many parents do not have standing of counselling. You know, some may use counselling as a boogeyman, frighten the children. For example, if you don't behave, we will send you for counselling. Or, you know, we will get the counsellor to tell you to stop playing with your devices. And all these are counterproductive. So, some helpful tips could be normalise counselling. The counsellor is not another parent figure. They are someone who is neutral and there to listen to you. Perhaps suggest a trial session first. If it's not for you, you can stop the counselling or revisit this another time. Or get them involved. For example, would you prefer a school counsellor or someone outside the school system? Ask them, would you like to speak to someone older or someone of the same age? And finally, also assure the child that there is confidentiality between the child and the counsellor. And help the child to understand that the counsellor doesn't need to tell the parents anything mentioned in the session. Unless, of course, they mention anything about harming themselves or others. And throughout history, kids have been disciplined in many ways. Being grounded is just one example. Does tough love still work today? And if so, what constitutes tough love in these modern times? The most important thing that a child wants from the parents is to know that they are loved unconditionally. Whether they do well in school or not, whether they're tall or short or thin or fat. Mm -hmm. And parents can make a decision to love the child whether they're happy or sad or when they're unlovable at times. So in the past, tough love would be spanking or caning. I don't think that would work in today's world. In today's world, children thrive in a scheduled environment where there are clear boundaries and expectations on what is permissible or not. Tough love in today's world means enforcing those boundaries and making sure the children adhere to it, but still know that you love them unconditionally. And remember always to affirm them when they stick to the boundaries and not only focus on the times when they fail. And when one parent fears a child because the child has grown rude and defiant towards him or her, what should the parent do? That's a good question, Simon. The most important thing that parents can do when they interact with children that are rude and defiant Mm -hmm. is actually to listen to them. Listen to their words, listen to their emotions, observe their body language, you know, note what are their fears and anxieties. Parents, when dealing with them, 
please do not be, you know, what we call the inflexible sergeant major or the other extreme, a jellyfish parent where everything goes. A child that is defiant is actually merely expressing his or her frustration. So we should try to be confident and firm parents, telling them that the rude behaviour is unacceptable, but acknowledge their emotions. A defiant or rude child actually has an unmet need, and the role of parents is to help him or her express that need. And you can help by creating a safe and non-judgmental space for him or her to share. Very good insights indeed. And this evening, my special guest is Stephen Yeo. Stephen is a counsellor and trainer with In Contact Counselling and Training. And Stephen, what's the website once again? Incontact.com.sg And In Contact is spelled as I-N-C-O-N-T-A-C-T dot com dot S-G. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3 Night Call with Simon Lim. Still online with me is my special phone and guest, Stephen Yeo. And Stephen is a counsellor and trainer with in-contact counselling and training. Now, Stephen, it's time to let my listeners know you better. Talk to me about your family. I mean, what's your personal happiness formula that you apply to your family? In other words, what you do to keep everyone in the family happy and respectful of each other. I'm married to Lily and we have been married for 32 years. We have three young adult children, two girls and a boy, and we have recently become grandparents too. Wow, congratulations. Ah, Yes, thank you. Thank you, Simon. And perhaps one good way of describing our family is that we have built our own family culture based on our Catholic faith and family virtues. We have had both sides of the parents come live with us through their ailing years. Both our fathers had dementia, Lily also quit her corporate job to become a homemaker when the kids were very young because being present to our children is a value for us. Lily and I are also presenters in our church's marriage preparation program and as a couple, we have our nightly walks after dinner and this is our daily ritual of connection. That's awesome. Now, what's one personal challenge that you've had to overcome in life? You know, I used to work in the tech sector before I became a counsellor and work was really, really stressful. So much so that I couldn't sleep for a period of time. I knew at that time that it was something to do with my core beliefs Mm -hmm. and that my thoughts were affecting my feelings and it was affecting the way I behave. And over time, slowly, I started to change my belief system and I started to look at things differently. There are good and bad things in the company and I should not overgeneralize. I was happy, right? Finally, you know, I managed to reframe my core beliefs and I was able to have a better peace of mind and able to unwind and sleep better at night. What I have learned is that thinking through and talking it out with someone you trust truly helps me see the light of the day. So don't bottle up those feelings, right? And share your thoughts if you can. Exactly. And Stephen, what's your philosophy for a good life? You know, a life where you can find joy and contentment. You know, Simon, my Catholic faith is very important to me. And so God and family are the top of my list. I'm an easygoing person. And my wife would say that I'm someone who is emotionally low maintenance. (laughs) So I'm simple. I don't need much. I feel a lot of energy and motivation and hopefully by my life, I can be of help to someone else. So I would encourage all to keep a balance on personal and family life. Keep your house in order. Be vigilant in protecting your family life. And also do reach out and be helpful to people around you, your relatives, your neighbours, your friends. 
And one useful tip that I always keep in mind, don't compare yourself with other people. Everybody has their unique strength and weakness, and so do you. I've heard it said that when you compare, if you are worse off, you will feel dejected and discouraged. If you're better off, you get proud. So just do your best and know that your life is unique and treasure and embrace it. And before you go, what's one encouraging message that you can share you know, with my 1FM 91.3 listeners? I would like to urge all of you to really take care of your mental wellness, just as how you might take care of your physical wellness. So for example, for your physical health, you know that you need to eat well and exercise. Therefore, could you do the same for good mental wellness? Don't take for granted that your mental wellness will be okay automatically. As an example, when you finally get your BTO flat after a very long wait, it is precious. So you need to take care of your home or it will slowly deteriorate. So be proactive with your mental wellness. Do the basic things well. Eat well, sleep properly, do mindfulness exercises to relax, take the time to smell the roses and so on. Thank you so much, Stephen, for being on my show. Thank you, Simon. Stephen Yeo, he's a counsellor and trainer with In Contact Counselling and Training. And thanks for joining us on the show. Stephen, do take care, okay? And thank you so much, Simon. Thank you for having me on the show. Good night. Good night. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3.